On Shabbos, Kali Yisrael began learning Mesechtes Avos. The Mishnah says, "Vehevidanis kala adam lekafschus." You shall judge every person favorably. And the question is, "Vehevidan," and you shall judge. Why are we judging other people? And the Baal Shem says something very profound. The Mishnah is teaching us how judgment works in Shemayim. He says, the Rabbani Shalom does not really judge any person. He lets you judge yourself. So how does that work? He puts you in a similar set of circumstances and sees how you judge other people in that situation. And the way you judge your friend in that particular incident, you now become a judge on yourself. So for example, if you have a friend that came late to shul, so if you criticize him, he's slackening off, he's not serious about his davening. So now if you ever come late to shul, Hashem will say, let's see, how did he judge others when they came late? And will hold you to that same standard. But if you judge him favorably, he must have been up all night with his baby. How courageous of him to even make it to shul. Then you will be given the benefit of the doubt as well. So it turns out that every person is their own judge. Says the Mishnah, It would behoove you to judge your friend favorably, because that's how they will judge you in Shemaim as well. In Parsha Shemini that we just read on Shabbos, the Torah gives us the signs of kosher animals and birds and fish, and how to distinguish between the kosher and the non-kosher species. The Pasuk says, in order for an animal to be deemed kosher, it needs to display two distinct characteristics. Mafrise parsa, split hoofs, and malagera. It chews its cut. And the Torah singles out three animals that are very similar in that they contain the same kosher simon. In Pasuk Dalet, the Torah says, Esagomel, the camel, kimalagerahu, even though it chews its cud, Uparsa anenu mafris, since it doesn't have split hoofs, tomehulachem, it's not kosher to eat. Next pasik, vesashofen, the rabbit, kimalagerahu, it chews its cud, uparsa lo yafris, tomehulachem, its hoof is not split, it's not kosher. Pasik vav, vesar neves, the hare, kimalas geruhu, uparsa lo yafrisa, tomehulachem, Again, it's Malagera, but it's not Mafris Parsa, it's Tome. These three psukim look pretty uniform, but if we examine them more closely, we find something very bizarre. Grammatically, it changes from present tense to past tense to future tense. By the Gamal it says, Uparsa enenu Mafris. It doesn't have split hoofs, present tense. By the Shafan it says, Uparsa loyafris. It will not have split hoofs. Lashon Asid, future tense. By Darneves, the Pasik says, Uparsa Lohefrisa, past tense. Why in three consecutive psukim does the Torah switch from present tense to future tense to past tense? What's the underlying message here? I heard an absolutely stunning idea. The Torah is teaching us a fundamental lesson in interpersonal relationships. Before we start judging a person, before we ostracize someone and render them tome, we have to know their past, present, and future. Before we puzzle someone and say they're no good, we can't include them, we can't associate with them, before viewing someone negatively, we must know their entire history. And that's why the Torah includes past tense, present tense, and future tense. And perhaps this is what the Mishnah is saying. 
Ve'hevei don is kala adam lekafschus. Kala adam means every person. However, in Lashon Kodesh, kala adam can also mean the entire person. Ve'hevei don is kala adam. Don't just judge a person on this incident alone. View their entire body of work. Look at their past history and consider their potential as well. Look at the totality of the person. And if you do that, if you take into account their personal history, their struggles and their unique challenges, then you will inevitably judge them positively. A story is told about a professor who entered the classroom one day and asked the students to prepare for a surprise test. They all waited anxiously at their desks for the exam to begin. And as usual, the professor handed out the exams with the text facing down. Once he handed them all out, he asked the students to turn over the papers. To everyone's surprise, there were no questions. Just a black dot in the center of the sheet of paper. The professor told them, I want you to write about what you see on your sheet of paper. The students, confused, got started on this inexplicable task. At the end of the exam, the professor took all the papers and started reading each one of them out loud in front of the students. All of them without exception wrote, We see a black dot in the middle of the paper, and they tried to explain its position in the center of the sheet. After all the sheets were read, the classroom went silent, and the professor started to explain. I'm not going to grade you on this. The reason I gave you this exam today is because I wanted to teach you a life lesson. No one wrote about the white part of the paper. 99% of the paper was white, but everyone focused on the 1%, the black dot. And the same sometimes happens in our lives. We have so much white, so much positive light to observe and enjoy, but we are so busy complaining and bemoaning the dark spots the insults, the animosity, the additional money we think we need, the luxuries we don't have, the respect we feel that we didn't receive, small trivial items that take away our joy and peace of mind. What a lesson. And perhaps this could be another pshat in the Mishnah, the heavy done as kala adam. Focus on the kal. Focus on the totality of your life. If we won't allow the dark spots in our life to pollute our minds, then it will be lekafschos. We will enjoy each one of our blessings that life gives us. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.